Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. Hey there, crab watchers, and I guess I'm calling you that today because maybe you're watching to make sure that you don't get crabby or maybe you're watching the people around you to make sure they don't get crabby. I don't know, but that's that's your name for the moment. And I am just doing a brief reflective podcast right now because it's been two years. And I am amazed by that. I am stunned by that. When I started the Krabby Pastor podcast, you know, I had a passion for ministry leaders because, well, you know, I had been one. And especially those that I had watched during COVID and then living in the aftermath of COVID, which we all still kind of are. I was on a personal leave of absence during COVID and then shortly after that just said, I'm, I'm going to be doing other forms of ministry. I wanted to do this podcast. I was being asked to teach And so I am just kind of hanging here and watching what's going on around us. So ministry life in general, though, continues to be challenging, and that is not news to any of you. I think back to when I was serving in pastoral ministry, when I was preaching maybe, oh, I don't know, what, 48, 40 to 48 times a year, you know, which requires a pretty good amount of creative energy, that's for sure. And certainly, we want to get that energy from the Holy Spirit. But then keeping in mind that we are finite little creatures, and we do have limits of what we can do and how we can do it. Um, here's, here's just a thought that I'm just adding into the mix at the moment in the... Uh, in the uh, conversation of self-care. And that is that the current church where I attend, the pastors preach there at most 26 times a year. Now, I think some of you might have just gasped a bit at that idea, but, you know, I, I'm thinking favorably towards that at the moment. And I am... I have done the I'm it kind of thing. Uh, But I think there needs to be some more creative thinking around managing and being good stewards with your pastors or your uh, creative energies. So I'm just going to leave that there for right now. And that could very well show up in year number three of the Krabby Pastor podcast about what kind of structures could support that, how that could work. Because I think more and more pastors maybe are doing the bivocational gig or something as congregations struggle to pay the bills and, and you know, you're in that list somewhere. Salaries 
all salaries are in that list. So eh, just kind of tossing that out there for you. So when I embarked, though, I did and continue to have a passion for healthy self-care. And I think that conversation needs to continue, absolutely needs to continue somewhat because this is just one aspect of the conversation is that, you know, resistance to self-care seems to exist. And, you know, some people don't seem to think it's important enough to really yammer on about. I would disagree. Absolutely, I would disagree. So self-care is is important. And yeah, maybe it's not a spiritual issue. But, you know, read your Bible more and pray more does not cure everything. Uh, look at when Jesus healed people. For example, he did not have a Bible in hand. Certainly, pray more is always a good idea. And I'm not saying reading your Bible is a bad idea, for heaven's sakes. I would never say that kind of a thing. But what I want to say and suggest to you as I am concluding this second year of podcasting, and that's our bodies, you know, they're frail, but they're pretty sturdy. It's good stewardship of what God has given to us to continue to do self-care. And some things require spiritual attention. And guess what? Some things aren't spiritual. For example, your broken arm is not something that is spiritual. Now, you know, who wouldn't pray over a broken arm and pray for speedy healing and and all of those kinds of things? For sure. But for sure, you're also going to go to the doctor, get some x-rays, set the arm and take care of it and baby it a little bit because, you know, we are finite and it would just be good stewardship to take care of your arm, pure and simple. I mean, who wants to run around with that unattended to? It makes no sense. How about high cholesterol? Does that demand a spiritual solution? I mean, maybe it demands fewer potlucks because sometimes healthy eating just ain't on the uh, menu at, at churches. Just saying. And that seems to be across many cultural <laughs> venues in in church life, you know. And uh, I've heard every single denomination that I've had connection with make jokes about yeah, you got to come to our potlucks because we're we really know how to eat. I'm like, well, yeah, me too. But let's go back to the high cholesterol after that mini digression there. <laughs> but it is a self care topic for sure, for sure. Uh, you you know you go you get your blood drawn, your cholesterol is off. Guess what? Getting your Bible out and reading it and praying more. I mean, maybe you could pray about your appetite, (laughs) that your appetite would be more towards the things that are not going to fuel your cholesterol, unless you happen to be the type where your body just sort of makes it fine. But uh, I'm saying to you that there's nothing wrong with us taking care of our physical bodies. There is nothing wrong with us taking care of our 
emotional state. There is nothing wrong with us uh, taking care of our mental state. There is nothing wrong with us taking care of how we eat, how we fuel ourselves, whether we're moving or not. There's no shame in attending to the physical body, emotional well-being, mental well-being that God has given to us. Now, I am never going to say that you don't attend to your spiritual life. And that certainly is, it's assumed that we're doing this. It really is assumed that ministry leaders are doing this. And maybe you're not. Because I've also read statistics that said that we maybe attend to our spiritual devotional life 20 minutes a day. But that's probably another podcast as well. So I am really wanting to talk about shame and not being ashamed of taking care of yourself. And I think the resistance to self-care is a Chris Adams podcast a couple of podcasts ago, if you want to catch up on that, um, because we did directly discuss why there seems to be resistance to self-care. So as long as there's resistance, I guess I might as well just keep yammering on here about you got to do it. You know, pastors are in the same ranks of any helping care profession. You know, physicians, dentists, you can go on and on about people caring for other people, counselors, uh, therapists, nurses, nurse practitioners, on and on and on. The people who feel compelled to care for others and quite frequently, folks, and this is not my favorite part, Those of us who care for people usually do it out of some kind of vacuum in their own lives. And usually if you go to school, they make you dig at that kind of stuff. You know, everybody's, we're all broken. We've all got baggage. When you step into leadership, it's just a really good idea that you have a sense of what that baggage is and how it impacts you. So I've been doing a little reading on trauma because I thought, why is everybody talking about trauma this, trauma that? I've been reading Trauma in the Pews, and I'm hoping to have its author, Jane, I hope I say her last name right, McConaughey, on the on the podcast. I'm working on that, and I, yeah, just about everybody's got some kind of trauma. I mean, at the very least, some of you might even have trauma related to COVID and the rabid change that you had to do like every five minutes for how to conduct a worship service. I did not participate in that particular trauma. Thank you very much. But I participated in some others. So it's a good idea, again, just to know your stuff. Know the baggage that you carry. You know, it's been humbling for me to have the high privilege of coaching pastors and ministry leaders and even some business people I've coached um, in the past couple years. It's been humbling also to interview ministry leaders and the ones that just really have gotten to me are the back from burnout stories where these ministry leaders are brave enough to come forward and talk about what happened And how it happened, you know, to say to all of us, hey, don't think it can't and won't happen to you. Isn't that, that's in the Bible somewhere, I think. Like, 
you know, pride goes before the fall, something like that, that the minute that you think you're above it and that it will never happen to you, you know, look out. It can it can happen. So I appreciate them. You know, their journeys usually have a very personal dimension that brings some wisdom to all of us. So, you know, if you did not hear Reverend Eden Avalos, that's a real new one that went up. And I think Pastor Pat Robbins, I'm always, always, always on the hunt for burnout stories. That sounds a little sadistic, doesn't it? (laughs) And I'm on the hunt for ministry leaders that are willing to tell their story because, because not only do we learn from them, but we really need to normalize this conversation. We need to bring this front and center. Uh, The most recent podcast right before this one is a study of 1,200 United Methodist pastors by their benefits group called Westpath. And they have noticed, they take this survey often over the past uh, 20 some years. And they have noticed that especially in the last 10 that some areas really have some serious slippage going on. A couple have improved, you know, I think time spent at work actually went down for them. Again, that podcast is right before this one. But and that's, that's a pretty interesting conversation as well. I was very appreciative that they're willing to chat with me about that. One thing, though, as I said, is the uh, work hours are going down. And you know what? I got to say thank you to the millennials. Thank you. Thank you. Because somebody younger than my tribe, (laughs) I'm like at the tail end of the boomers there. Very, very, very tail end. And I thought, well, thank the Lord that somebody is hollering about how do you have a better work life balance. Again, some of this goes hand in hand with a caring profession, you know. So maybe you know of a doctor, a nurse, or some other caring professional that needs to hear some self-care yammering on and doesn't mind that I'm the crabby pastor. So, you know, please feel free to pass this along. But also, if you or someone you know has a burnout story, please, please, connect with me. I would love to have you on the podcast. As I said, we really need to normalize this conversation. We need to be talking about it front and center and not nothing wrong with surveys, but you got to do something. You got to do something with the information that you've been given. And that kind of looks like this. And forgive me if you've heard me say this before, because I may have somewhere in the past two years, but it's worth saying again. My one of my favorite, it was a commercial back in the day. I don't think it was that terribly long, but definitely pre-COVID at least, where there was a restaurant and everybody was seated at round tables, maybe about six or so at a table. And one individual starts gagging at the table. Not that the food was bad, but gagging because they're choking. And people at the table did notice and they started talking amongst each other. What do you think? They're really choking? What do you think? And they're yapping, 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 yapping. Meanwhile, 
the person who's choking, you know, is choking. And someone at the next table stands up, grabs the person, stands them up, and Heimlich's them. And, of course, now they're no longer choking. Very good. So then the tagline is, I think it's United Bank of Scotland. And this is a, a jab at people in North America, specifically the United States of, but, you know, it could apply more broadly. Maybe our friends to the North in Canada. I don't know. But the tagline is, less talk, more action. And so, you know, talking about something isn't the same as doing it. And I'm just going to kind of leave that there, that we need to continue to integrate and put some things to practice. Not everything, but every year you need to commit to at least, I'm working on this one area. So if you know of someone or you are that someone who has a a story to share. And, you know, it doesn't have to be spectacular, you know, fireworks and I don't know. But, you know, sometimes just a simple story of this is where I was. This is where I thought I was. But then I found out I really wasn't there. I really was in deeper trouble. And this is how I got out. I would love to hear from you. So you can go to KrabbyPastor.com. That's KrabbyPastor, all one word, dot com. And there is a form there for you to fill out to connect with me. And I can give you a call and we'll chat about your experience. Because we all need some wisdom. You know, knowledge is one part. And knowledge is good. But, you know, wisdom really is knowledge infused with some helpful experience to see the reality of how you can get into a burnout stage or, or a bad place with your self-care, but how you get out. You know, you fall off the horse, the most important thing you do is get back on, right? Stand back up if you fall down and just and just keep going because all of us, All of us have those moments where we either fall off the horse or just get off track, get overly busy and neglect ourselves. And again, it comes right back to stewardship. We have to be good stewards with these frail little bodies, frail but sturdy little bodies that the Lord has given to us for this time in this place. Because I still believe with all my heart that God is doing a new thing And ministry leaders need to be able to listen intently to what the Spirit is asking of us to do. And you can't do that if you are running like a crazy person on the hamster wheel. It's really, really hard. So we need to slow down and take a moment, take a deep breath, and take care of the bodies and the emotions and the mind all of that that God has given to to us. So all of this then, um, because you know, as as I'm presenting this material, for sure, for sure, um, I'm going through my own journey. I'm I'm like everybody else here in the self-care because my my goal is to serve you 
and to listen to what God would have for me to share with you, see the things that God brings to me. And and I'm on my own journey too, you know. I had to get off my bike going 50 miles a week and hit the road with, you know, Pilates and all kinds of other things. And by the way, my uh, osteoporosis did improve. It did get better over a year or so, a year of work. So yay, you know, you, you just keep working at it, keep working at it. And, you know, right now I'm heading towards a week of vacation. And that is a needed vacation that we signed up for about a year or so ago. But I'm on my own journey. And I just like you, I've had my own series and of traumas. And sometimes it's just easier for me to just keep walking. Just keep walking, keep your head above water and keep moving. But there comes a time when you know that there's some other things you need to attend to. And I was especially inspired by Reverend uh, Eden Avalos a couple of podcasts back and just decided to connect with with a counselor and just to dig at some things that just keep bubbling up and won't stay covered, you know? And so I'm I'm just trying to do my self-care as well so that I can be present and attentive to what God is asking of me. And, you know, isn't that what we're all trying to do here? Just serve the Lord in the way in which God has called us, and to offer God our very, very best. So I'm going to end this with a question like, when was your last vacation? Okay, I'm going to make it two. Are you taking a weekly sabbatical? Hey friends, the Krabby Pastor podcast is sponsored by Bryce Art Glass, and you can find that on Facebook. I make stained glass, that's part of my self-care, and also by Bryce Coaching, where I coach ministry leaders and business leaders, and so the funds that I generate from coaching and from making stained glass is what is supporting this podcast, and I will have opportunities for you to be a part of sponsoring me. And as always, you can do the uh, buy me a cup of coffee thing in the um, in the show notes. But I will have some other ways that you can be a part of getting the word out about the importance of healthy self-care for ministry leaders. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders uh, create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor.